welcome to Cash Grab, the podcast where we review different franchises that have been turned into video games or vice versa and decide are they a cash grab or are they a work of art, merit and overall beauty. My name is Tom. And I'm Steph. And this is Cash Grab, as already stated. And today, Steph, is a red letter day for us. An important day. It's our first film to game franchise. It fucking is. And it's only taken 31 episodes for us to get here, which I mean, goes to fairness. show that, that it's usually the other way around, isn't it? Well, yes. Yes. As we discussed at the, absolutely. End, of, um, <laughs> at the end of last episode, you know, it was absolutely the way that, you know, tie-in games would come from films. Yes. Uh, and it's only more recently that games have become... The tide is tying, and yeah, yeah, now they're now they're going back to what can we make films out of, and games are becoming yes, the subject. Absolutely, I mean, I mean, to think of it this way, to think that they did a Warcraft film, which I which I don't know if it's based. I think it's based on uh, Warcraft, the real time strategy game, not yeah, World not of World Warcraft. of Warcraft. Yeah, I yeah, think so. and that's that's mad. Who would have thought that like Warcraft back in like the original one, whenever it was in the nineties being released, like that would be a Hollywood movie in like 2015 or whenever the fuck it was. What yeah, the fuck oh, is this planet think, we live on? Don't think anyone expected that to be honest. But the thing is like, since it kind of makes sense in a way because video games now yes. have easily as much story merit as a film. Like yes, the new God of War game. The storyline yes. had me hooked the whole way through. Look at The Witcher, for fuck's sake. Yeah, exactly. Like, The Witcher 3 is the only one I've played, but that one, yes. it keeps you going. The story is good enough to keep you going for the, the hundreds and hundreds of hours you could put into it. Absolutely. The thing is, with, like, uh, Witcher 1, the game, is it, it has an in-depth story, but, you know, obviously, there are many limitations on the first Witcher game, but... Some of the side missions really, really lose that kind of emotional emphasis that you have in The Witcher 3. I remember one in particular where there's a, a dwarf who gets into a gambling debt, right? Mm-hmm. And you go to the pub and you have to speak to his, because uh, he's basically got involved by taking money from these like rough sorts, like basically like a fucking mafia, like an elf mafia. And he's been nicking money from them to try and gamble to win, to sort out his gambling debts. Basically, the dwarf was a foolish prick but Geralt took it upon himself to be like don't worry mate I'll help you out I'll talk to your your fucking mafia boys and sort them out inevitably gets into a fight and you know you have to kill a bunch of these assholes but then you I thought to myself like after the mission ends the the dwarf was just like cheers and then it's just like mission finished and you think fucking hell it lacks emphasis do you know what I mean yeah I've 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 my back on the line to murder three random people I've never met in my life so I can save you 50 orange you dirty dwarf bitch and what do you do <laughs> what do you do wow thanks and he pisses off to play a bit of dice in the corner with his skooma buddies different game but yeah I like it exactly fuck him is the, is the <laughs> he goes moral to of oblivion story. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he travels to Cyrodiil and he's <laughs> banging Skooma in the corner with fucking Mike the Liar and God knows who else. <laughs> uh, anyway, should we get on to the episode? Let's do it. So, as we had already stated, today is Doom. So we are uh, we're going to first go over the game because today's emphasis is really on the film. Um, so the game is first, and we are playing the original Doom from 1993. Christ. Almighty has time flown. Yes, so, Steph, yes, go Doom for it. 1993. You've played it before, haven't you? Yes, I have played it before. I, uh, it's one of those games that you kind of, as we all know, Doom. Ev- everything runs Doom. Yes, your toaster. It's it's just fact. You know, they've got it running on absolutely. It's like a, it's like an initial, you know, trial of becoming someone who ports stuff. It's, to, it's like a, it's like know. a, it's like a benchmark of some aspect of intelligence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, can, like, can it run yeah. Doom? You know, it's it's a it's a meme. It's it's there. Yes, absolutely. It is a meme, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You need to look into it if you haven't seen it. It's great. Yes, um, but that's because they released the original source code out, so people could just could do it. Yes. Um, 
yeah, in the original Doom, I believe uh, John Romero helped mm-hmm. like made it at uni or something like that, and then he released it on his campus network. Yeah, and it done, it done so well that he then repackaged it with more levels and started selling it. He pushed this out as a, as as more of a retail item rather than a, a project, effectively. Yeah, I believe that's what happened. Anyway, amazing, amazing. The one thing I thought about to myself: Do you know? Do you know some of the like some AI technological marvels? You know, you have like Asimo, which is made by Honda and stuff like that. Yeah, and you have uh, what's that one you always see on YouTube? The one where like it's robots that can like run, and it's made by something electronics or something robotics or something like that. You know the one I'm talking about. Oh, Boston they, Robotics. Boston Robotics. That's exactly the one. If you couldn't run Doom on them, they're actually failures. Yeah. They Don't are. You, do, you, do you agree? Like, Fact. you know, that, that robot may be able to pick up 300 pounds worth of weight and jump 700 foot in the sky. But if it can't run Doom, to me, it's a meaningless bit of metal. Yeah. You're not wrong. I know I'm not. <laughs> um, so yeah i mean so yeah i've had i've had a bit of bit of a go with doom in the past yes um but to be honest my main uh doom like history is actually the new release of doom 2016 yes, yes. and doom eternal which i haven't played yet but i am desperate You're to s- once lockdown's yeah, you- done absolutely you are set to play that um 100%. yeah i mean i mean I, I remember playing this Doom, this original Doom on my like Windows 95 or 98, whenever it was like, you know, way back in the day as a kid, like six years old or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that's really my only experience of Doom out of all the Doom games. It's pretty much my only experience. I haven't played the 2016 one and I'm yet to get around to Eternal, but obviously I need to kind of tackle the 2016 one first. I'm, I'm yeah. way behind the curve, mate. I'm way behind the curve. You need um, to get I'm, on the 2016 one. It's a great game. Yeah, I, I I will. I I the thing is with games, and it's not just Doom. It's all games. It's everything. Is that I have this list of priority in my head of what I I want to play or what I need to play, and it keeps getting reshuffled. Literally every day, it's it's like a Russian roulette in my head, and the bullet which goes from my head is just a. It could be something different every day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. One one day yeah. one day it may be a real bullet. The next day oh. it, it's just a bullet shaped. Cheat bit of cheese string. <laughs> do, you, do you get like what I'm it. saying? Yeah, frozen yeah. peanut butter, frozen peanut butter day free. It, it it could be anything. At at the moment, like it's it's one of those things. Like maybe maybe doing this podcast episode is going to make me get around to playing it, and I hope it does. But but as yet, it's just it, it, the priorities keep getting shifted. I'm I'm on I'm on um out of date marmite at the moment. Out of date marmite bullet. Fair. So, <laughs> just to just to get it back on track, the uh, we played the Switch version, which came out not long ago. Yes, because uh, that's the easiest one to record. Absolutely. Um, and it plays just as well and looks as good as always. Steph, uh, we, me and Steph both uh, make notes as we uh, watch the film and play the game. I made one note as we're playing the game. Still holds up to this day. That's it. It does. It really does. Still hold that, up. That's. That's literally it. Um, have a have a guess what the Metacritic score is for Doom nineteen ninety three on Switch. Um, nine out of ten. Oh, it's eighty one. Is it? Yeah. Goodness. Well, that's good, isn't it? This you can't complain but, of that, but, can you? A game that came out ninety three. I, I did. I did expect a nine or an or a ninety equivalent. So. I, I should I should rather than acting surprised I should be underwhelmed to say that's disappointing. Yeah, it feels like it should be a bit higher than that. Doesn't? Well, it's, but, it's, it's, it's I mean, there's I mean, not many games you can go back to from that era that play as well as Doom. I can't think of very many at all, to be honest. Like the the for for me in terms of gameplay and games that stood up, they're mainly from around like PS one era uh, era. So. I think to myself, Final Fantasy VII, and that's 1997. But a lot of the, a lot of kind of games earlier than that, I feel really kind of can't quite hold up to this day. Obviously, I'm I'm making a massive general assumption. Anyone listening are, to this no, is there are obviously already typing up, uh, Tom, you big woofter. That's totally incorrect because I mean, in 1995, I mean, just, just looking at our call, 
Just looking at our cool wall, Aladdin number five is 1993. Oh, fuck. Jurassic Park number 11 is 1993. Street Fighter the movie, PlayStation 1, 1995. That's a gangster of a game. But like, if you look at the actual, to be fair, I think I think I might take away my statement because Day of the Tentacle, 1903, that's great. Mist is is great, but it's just utter bullshit. As to some, I don't know. I don't know if Mist holds up anymore. Does it hold up anymore? I don't know because I'm too scared to go back to it because it was so convoluted. Um, yeah, Link's Link's Awakening, the original. Oh fucking! I've put my foot in it, haven't I? Mortal Kombat Two, Starfighter Three. Oh fucking hell! Sonic Steph. CD, you, Steph, you've just you proper bogged me in it. You fucking now I look like a real cock. Return to Zork. What the fuck? Is I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that timeless classic. Yeah, yeah. Return to uh, fucking Zork. No, there are there are quite a few actual actually good games. All right, well, look, shut my mouth. I was obviously. Well, I think it's safe off. to say that no game from 1993 changed the gaming industry and world as we know it as doom absolutely not and clearly by the fact that they're still uh, that bethesda has the property now and is still creating uh, brand new doom games which are like i mean we spoke about it just before this podcast started obviously doom eternal came out as kind of a, a worldwide quarantine was happening uh, due yeah. to the coronavirus pandemic so you know under very very horrible circumstances is a brilliant time to market a video game but it's it's like a, it's a massive bestseller and i think that may only be partly because of the quarantine the lockdown and people are playing more games i think it is just because it's doom man it's fucking doom you want to play it do you know what i mean yeah it's just it's just so much fun yeah so. absolutely absolutely and and for this and for it and for a game made in 1993, which was made on a university campus by like one or two guys, for it to have that sort of emphasis in 2020, man, that's special. That's a mm. special, special thing. Yeah. Doom. I don't know what more we can say about Doom, to be honest. Just everyone, everyone knows Doom. Yeah. Everyone yeah, loves it's, Doom. It's, it, like, we, we can't tell you anything that you haven't you don't already bloody know about it or you haven't played or experienced yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like, And if you haven't played Doom and you enjoy games, go back and play Doom. It's just yes. as simple as that. Yeah, know, they, re- they re-released them on Switch and PS4 and I'm assuming they've done it for Xbox as well. It's got to be all just, over in it. Just go and pay like the free quid that it costs to play Doom and just put, Absolutely. Just put a couple of hours into it. You're watching my crap gameplay of it now. Yeah, try, and, try and do better than me. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I mean like, just go and do it. It's worth it. Spent so much time running into walls, getting lost in mazes, and walking on acid that I ended up just (laughs) trying to do impressions of what the monsters sound like. Literally, it was. uh, Do you remember what they sound like, Steph? I do, but I think we should tell people to tune into opening bid if they want to hear what they actually sound like. Beautiful transition there. Watch our opening bid episode, which is due to come out very soon following this podcast episode, to hear what the Doom monsters really sound like behind closed doors. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so <laughs> do you have any other, other notes for doom or I, I li- li- literally i wish i could show you i wish i wish this is one time where we had a uh, video of ourselves because I'm, I'm holding a piece of paper up to the screen which just has nothing on it just my screensaver and it says game 1993 still holds up to this day full stop that's it that's all i got that's all i got it's 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 so solid. It's so ingrained in uh, the fabric of gaming society and in society in general. I believe that there's just nothing. What can we add to this conversation? I mean, I mean, Doom spawned a whole another genre of games called Doom clones. Yes, yes. And there uh, were loads. Well, was Wolfenstein? I was Wolfenstein one. I think Wolfenstein was also developed by the same guys. Hang on, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein 3D was released before Doom. Castle Wolfenstein 1981. Was that released by Ed Software? Ed. Ed. Muse Software. Uh, Hang on. Fuck. Castle. This is a professional podcast. Castle. Because they've done Wolfenstein 3D. Yes, and that was 1992. Two. Two. So that's a year before. 
Dune. Yeah. C- Castle Wolfenstein. I'm I'm way off. Don't worry about it. So look, it's it's unique. Is what we're but, trying yeah, to say. <laughs> like you know, Doom clones. Like they had um, what was it that Star Wars game? Uh, Dark yes. Forces. That yes, that was great. Yes, it was, wasn't it? I remember that. But that, was, then, like, that was like late nineties, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then they had Quake One, which was basically oh. a clone. Yeah, free, free, uh, Quake One was like medieval, wasn't it? From what yeah. I remember. And then Quake Two was one that then pushed the boundaries again. Best. Uh, it's still, still to this day, I think, like out out of all of those kind of classic shooters, like the original dooms like the original free dooms like quakes all that sort of stuff i still think quake 2 is just head and tail above everything oh yeah i absolutely love quake 2 it's so fucking good it's so good right well that's a love letter (laughs) love letter to quake uh, to doom sorry and quake yes absolutely yeah like like we said there's there's so little we we can't add anything to this conversation which obviously is fucking awful awful for a podcast where we're just basically saying we've got no material (laughs) (laughs) just just go play doom and then then that's that's that yep that's all we require of you but really the focus of this episode 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 is on the film and this is the doom film released in 2005 and starring dwayne the rock johnson or as he was just known then the rock he was yes. the artist. He now he's the artist formerly known as The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. But but then he was just The Rock. He was still he, he was still up and coming as yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Yes, he he was yet to <laughs> he was yet to be given a human name, c- considering he was born from a Hawaiian volcano. Like he he was just The Rock. Yeah. No. He. Uh, I I don't know if this was one of his like breakout roles or it was definitely. Um, it was definitely in that a, kind of could era. Could I do a quick bit of digging for you? Go for it. I'll do a quick bit of digging. So you, you, oh my, oh no, hang on. I was, I started at the top. So I'm starting at his new releases. Right. Oh yeah. Well, his new releases are going to be like 16 the, films mate, a year. Aren't they? Let me, let me just say this. Uh, the rock has three films that are announced for the future. Uh, yep. Three films in pre-production. One is currently filming, and one is in post-production. So, what's that? Eight. One, yeah, two, three, just... four, five. He's got eight films just in the pipeline. He's now Fucking an absolute hell. animal of making films. He's, he's just he's... smashing them out everywhere. Absolutely. So, uh, the Doom is two thousand five. Uh, he was in Be Cool, and then Walking Tall with Chris Vaughan in two thousand and four. And then it's kind of all wrestling stuff. Oh no, the Scorpion King. Ah, oh, the Scorpion King of the course. Scorpion King as the Rock. Uh, and that is 2002. So three years before was kind of his introduction into Hollywood. But by 2005, he's he's not he's not he's not like he's becoming. Oh God, what am I trying to say? He's trying. He's getting like featured roles, but yeah, he's, yeah, yet, he's, he's yet to really be followed up. Seriously. Yeah, he's, so he's starting. He's starting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yep, The Rock is effectively Sarge in this film. Now, yeah, this this film, to me, right, I say let's start at the top. So this film opens up, uh, dark corridors, uh, people running, people screaming, uh, strange, ghastly sounds in the background, uh, emphasis of doom uh, not doom. That's not the right word. That's that's too simple a word for a film called Doom. Uh, emphasis on um, panic and chaos. Yes. These are the words I want. And then suddenly, violence, gore, death, scientists being torn apart here, there, and everywhere. Yep. And then a, a woman who's so desperate to grab a fucking elevator, she chops her fucking arm off. Yeah, arm gets stuck in the door, and the elevator just doesn't care. I mean, there's no yeah. safety. No safety aspect to that, is there? Just no. Off her arm. No. Usually the... they have a motion sensor so that you don't get your fucking arm trapped in it and lobbed off. I mean, you think? I mean, so the, so the, the premise of Doom is that there's a portal opens from hell and all the monsters are coming from hell. Yes. So you assume it's the same for the film. Yes. They're on Mars. Yes. And they've opened a portal to hell, but I don't know if it is. It's not quite clear enough, is it? Do you know what I mean? That not, not in the half an hour that we watched. 
No, no, absolutely. But one thing I would say about the beginning, very true to the game, because it's a violent beginning, isn't it? Literally yes. blood and guts from the start. And you think, well, you, fair enough, because the game is literally go go into this facility and blast the shit out of everything you see and create puddles of red everywhere. That's basically it, isn't it? And, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of takes off from the game pretty pretty true to form, in my opinion. Um, going back to the elevator, which I don't think it was an elevator. I think it was just a closing door. Yeah. That, that poor fucking scientist, right? Because... Dr. Carmack. Uh, the bloke? Yeah. No, no, I, I mean the woman who got her arm oh, locked off. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Because when you are running from a nine-foot, uh, you know, genetically mutated spawn from hell, the last thing you think that's going to be your downfall is an automatically horizontal closing door. Yes. The poor bastard, honestly. I feel so sorry for her because... I mean, it is Dr. Carmack's fault because basically he was he was the one running out front and he set like override procedures so that the door would just close and keep him safe. Um, so it's his fault. But at the same time, I mean, I feel so fucking sorry for her because, you know, she had a chance to get away from the kind of advocates of hell and instead she got knackered by a door. Yeah, you Poor do bastard. feel a bit bad for her, but what can you do? So after that no. scene... It cuts to the uh, the Marines. Yes, now, it does. I had, a, I had a bit of a problem with the Marines. So this film is set in 2026. It is, yes. Oh, no, no so sorry, sorry. The it, film it, takes place in 2046. Shut up. In, in I thought 20, it was 2026. No, in 2026 is when they found the Ark. Oh, which, it which makes is this, sense. Which is this water bubble which teleports them to Mars. We'll, we'll talk more about the we'll Ark. We'll talk about the Ark. So the film takes place in 2046. Okay, right? that makes sense. Now there's a Marine sat there playing this little handheld game console. Did you remember the 20, name of it? 2046. No, go on. What was the name? The Galaxman 2. Galaxman 2. In the yeah. year 2020, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X are just about to release. Yes. Right? So we've got visuals that just look outstanding even on the ps4 i mean there's no point getting to pc because yeah it looks, it looks great it looks real in real life they look effectively he's playing something that looks worse than a game and watch game it's a fucking mcdonald's toy it, it's exactly what it is it's like, a fucking mcdonald's toy is what he's got it and looks, how do they not just give him like a game boy ripoff it's this film was made in 2005 and i believe they could have i believe they could have upped the stakes a little bit right here. I really think they could have done. I think they dropped the ball big time. Yeah, exactly. they, ha- they, they have guns which are built like fucking brick shit houses and fire armored bullets seven inches long. Why but is he it, on a fucking McDonald's toy? I mean, the PSP was out in 2005. Why couldn't they have given him something like that? I don't know, Steph. It just doesn't make sense, does it? I just don't know. I just don't know. I really don't know. I, in fact, I think I got so I got so distressed by seeing him play his Galax Man Two that after I said after my notes says Galax Man Two is equivalent to a gamer's watch, uh, equivalent to a game and watch or a fucking McDonald's toy, and then I wrote a word after it which I think was meant to make sense, but it just looks like I wrote stoic, but that's not the right word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I mean yeah it, it's it. it <sighs> It's technologically uh, obtuse. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Yes. It's not in keeping with the time, the environment, the place, the scene, the setting. Nothing. It takes you out. It takes you out of it. I know it's a small detail, but obviously, when we're a fucking kind of like movie and video game related podcast, we're gonna fucking focus on these things, aren't we? I mean, this. Yeah, this is basically what we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it. <sighs> Anyway, he has a great time with his Galax Man too. All the other Marines are kind of just like shooting the shit of each other. They're they've just got a, dicking about got... like playing baseball in a fucking room. Like nothing's going to go wrong. Yeah, they're fucking knocking grapefruits about at each other for some reason. They've got a full-size cutout of like, I don't know, some some nude bint. And, and then suddenly the rock comes downstairs. And then we really notice something. The rock was so much smaller. Uh... 
uh, 15 years ago. So much smaller. I mean, I mean, compared to now, yes. he's still massive for he, a normal I mean, person. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, as, as, a, as a five foot nine man that weighs the best part of 160 to 170 pounds, I can say that he's big in 2005, but my God, he's small. <laughs> he's small compared to 2020 Rock. I'll give you that. That's it. That's exactly it. So like 2020 Rock, behemoth of a man. Oh, whereas, unbelievable. Whereas unbelievable. 2005 Rock is just a ripped man. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, like, and and to think that this is kind of coming straight off his professional wrestling days, you almost have it in your mind that he would be bigger. Do you know what I mean? No, I, to be honest, I, you think so. But then like when I do think of The Rock, I don't think of him as he is now in like Fast and Furious. I think of him when he was The Rock and I used to watch him in WWF. Yes. And he yes. was smaller. Yeah, I suppose he was actually, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, putting it to my mind, I think, I think all I, I mean, you see The Rock everywhere now. Like, I bought a pack of PG Tips the other day, and for some reason, his face was on the front of it, like something to do with fucking Jumanji or something. And I thought, like, you, I can't get away from him. Good film, though. Is it? Well, the new one. Yeah, they're just, they're just, just a good laugh. Are they? Oh, I've only ever seen the Robin Williams one. Nah, I recommend them. Yeah, all fun. right. I've, well, fair enough. I mean, like, I'll probably go to the shop later and buy some fucking crumpets, and his face will be on them. Yeah, and then you'll have your your PG tips crumpet combo, and you can get Jumanji for Jumanji free on, on the TV, <laughs> and I'll I'll be, I'll be fucking out in it. It'll be too much rock for me. It'll be I'll be I'll be overrocked. <laughs> overrocked. I'll be overrocked. I'll start seeing um, his face in things. It'll be like the Turin shroud. I'll look at dust on top of my PC, and I'll see the rock smiling back at me. <laughs> fucking hell, mate. Fucking um, hell. So the Commando Squad. Yes. I've got a, f- a couple of notes. Oh, please, They've go on. Got, so I can't remember how many there were, like six? Uh, six yeah, I, be- I believe there are six. It might be about eight, actually, because they went into four groups of two. Yeah, eight. Right, so there's eight, nine, including, including The Rock. So right. out of them, there's three that are a big <laughs> issue. Yeah, I think I know the ones you're going to mention, but go ahead. So you've got the young lad who doesn't seem to like combat, but yet somehow got into an elite commando squad. And he's like absolutely bricking it because he's not ready for this. But they still yes. take him along anyway. Yeah, then, which, is, which is mainly the fault of the commando, uh, which is mainly the fault of uh, the rock being uh, in charge, I say. Yeah, I'd agree. And yeah. then again, the rock being in charge and just fucking it up was he takes a fella who's clearly a bit, um, who has a bit of shell shock or something. He's not quite right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. space station where his sister is working. Yes. So he's obviously got other, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he's, he's got a conflict, he's got conflictions going on? That's it, yeah. So he's, he's yes. probably going to bugger up the mission to make sure his sister gets out. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So the Rock says, "Oh, look, it's recommended you don't come." He's like, "Is that an order or a recommendation? A recommendation?" So then he comes along on a mission. Of course he does. But you assume he's going to bollocks it up somehow. Yeah, there's there's going to be some sort of emotional tie that that compromises them somehow. And it's then the to... third one, the third person, <laughs> is this unhinged, crazy motherfucker. Yeah, and they pair him up with the one that can't with, the, shoot, with like the, the kid. Yeah. yeah. The kid, Thinking, oh, we find out later, enough. has a has a fucking drug dependency. Not only is he a kind of stalwart pussy, he's also got fucking <laughs> drug issues. Jesus Christ! I was just like, what is this? Why is there always an elite commando squad, but they can yeah. never make an elite commando squad? It's unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, to, to, like to put this to you, Steph, if this was the best they could find, imagine the week they separated from the chaff. Imagine, mm. imagine the ones that he said you you aren't ready to make this cut. God, could you imagine? I'm, I'm, uh, they'd be like, look, we've got we've got Felix from Kentucky, and they'd be like, so tell us about yourself, Felix, and you'd just be going. We go right. Well, after ten minutes of chewing his fingernails and making them bleed, we told Felix that <laughs> you know maybe next time, maybe next year. Yeah, he's nearly <laughs> ready, but not quite he's, yet. He's he's nearly ready, but not quite yet. Exactly. So. I, I can't imagine the fucking hiring process they went through to get this squad, but you you are so right to bring it up. There is there is some serious serious trouble ahead for them if they think they can work together perfectly as a team. Yeah, it's it's just 
so obvious. I mean, I said as soon as it they is. kind of started going towards the helicopter thing, just, just put a bullet in the three of their heads and your mission yes. will probably be a lot more successful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, we I mean, haven't watched past half an hour, remember, so we don't know if they yeah. do but we, I have a good feeling they will. Yeah, this is very much a first impressions, and obviously, you know, there is that thing you can't judge a book by its cover. But let's be honest, you are you do look at some book covers and you think that's going to be shit, <laughs> and you re- and you read a good fifty to hundred pages, and you and you close the book and you think I'm not going to read the other two hundred. That was shit. So yeah. sometimes, Steph, just sometimes, you can judge a book by its cover. I think you can. Exactly. There's yes. also some like awful sexist lines that like you just I'm surprised was cool Ooh. in 2005. But like we're, we're talking about the quarantine fella, aren't we? Yeah. 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 It was just like awful. Just it yeah. was horrible to watch. That so you, you are surprised that that was fine in 2005. But it's, it really shows you how like the world has changed. Yeah. So, so in, in the particular bit, I think we're alluding to is that when when they get on their when they get into a helicopter to travel to this kind of like military base, um, they all get in, um, and also they have some really typical puns going on in the helicopter on their on their journey to this new military base. They say things, for example, like "You've got to face your demons sometimes," and "Game on." And I think, oh fucking hell, come on! Yeah. This is this is this is so bad. It's good now. It's fantastic. But they arrive at this military base, and obviously they've been they've had a small brief on their mission as to what to do uh, to travel to Mars through the Ark. So this guy that Steph's talking about, this guy who's particularly mentally unhinged but also really pervy, goes up to like four female scientists who are obviously like you know five foot eleven long-legged beautiful stunning women of course because they couldn't just be intelligent could they boys you know what i mean but you know he goes up to him and he goes um it's a level five quarantine by the way girls so i'm gonna have to strip search you all and then rosamund fucking pike walks around the corner and he goes it's a level five quarantine by the way so i'm just gonna have to strip search you and you think let's let's get this straight how many times has that line worked for you yeah, I'm going to say never. Yeah. And you deserve to be punched by 2020 The Rock. <laughs> yeah, oh, imagine. Ima- I think being punched by 2020 Rock is a worse fate than actually facing the, the spawn of hell on Mars by yourself. <laughs> yeah, I think so, mate. I'd rather take on the hell spawn of, of, of hell. Absolutely you would. God almighty. How much does The Rock... The Rock? <laughs> the Rock... <laughs> <laughs> Depends how much noodle adventure put in it, mate. <laughs> oh my god! We need to do a spin-off, like a spin-off character, the Wok, which the is walk. just which is just the world's uh, the world's like densest fucking Chinese takeaway chef. Anyway, the Rock weight. Let's figure this out. Let's find out his weight. Oh my god. Okay, now we've just got to do kilograms to stone and pounds. <laughs> oh my god, he weighs a lot. <laughs> of course he does, he's all muscle. Oh my god. Oh my god, hang on. Hang on, I need to just do it in pounds, because I, 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 I did, I said my weight in pounds earlier, so we can, we can, ad- fuck me. Okay, so as I said earlier, I weigh probably 170 around there at, at maximum. The Rock walks around at maximum 280 pounds. Fucking hell. Yeah. That's a huge bitch, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking He's hell. massive, isn't he? Fucking, imagine 280 pounds of weight pummeling straight into your face bone. Fucking mm. hell. Yep, I'd rather face those hordes from hell, thank you very much. Yep, yep all day long. Yep. So there were, there were a couple of uh, bits that I spotted in the in the film that were related to the game um they bring up a map at one point and it looks like the uh map that comes up once you've once you've completed a level it shows you you know the the different facilities you're going to to then destroy the rest of them so it shows you that and the map basically looked like that it had that kind of same kind of feel to it of like the pathway good branching on and then you know to the different buildings yeah absolutely Uh, but then the best bit 
was the BFG. Oh, uh, yes, I've got it written down. Yes. Um, so we know it as the big fucking gun. That's what that's what I thought everyone knew it as, to be honest. Yes, but in the film, it's called the Bioforce gun. Yeah. Now, he the in the in the half an hour we watched, he's the rock saw it, talked about it, left it, but it was only like a little hologram thing on the screen. It wasn't like the actual gun itself. Yeah, but he looked at it, referenced it, and carried on. And we were like, ah, ah, there's the BFG. Yeah, yeah, he's going to get it at some point. Yes. But it was called the Bioforce gun. So me yeah. and Tom were a bit confused. Turns out, I've just had a little look. When The Rock picks it up, <laughs> he says, big fucking gun. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> What's happened to my fucking language? The what could be fair enough? <laughs> Fair enough. This, this, okay. this lockdown's getting to you, mate. I, I'm, I'm, I think it's making my lisp worse. Is worse. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Put your teeth back in. Oh my fucking life! All right, let me have a quick sip of water because something's going on. Right. Yeah. So okay. Well, at least at least he references big fucking gun at some yeah, point. Yeah, he, re- he references the gun. That's that's what I wanted. I'm glad to hear that because, in my opinion, it wouldn't be a decent Doom film if it wasn't at least referenced once. No. That mm. has to it has to reference the BFG because Absolutely. That is everyone loves the BFG. It's, it's 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 one of the it's one of the fucking like vertebrae of the backbone of Doom in it. Yeah, and there's one in Quake as well, wasn't there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think there's a big fucking gun in Quake. I think it, it, fucking hell, I think most of those games got BFG. I think there was one in Unreal oh, yeah, Tournament. The- Quake 2 is a BFG 10,000. Oh, <laughs> of course, because there's no point going one better. You might as well go 9,999 better, innit? <laughs> and to be honest, it looks shit, does it? <laughs> yeah, the actual gun itself looks cool. Oh, wicked. But I remember it. getting that, and you, because you have to hold it, your character holds yeah, it, got to like power it up. And then it's, there's a handle in the middle that he has to hold because it's so big. That he has to hold the actual middle of the gun, otherwise he can't can't hold it. Unstable, yeah. Fucking hell. Well, and you get one in Doom 2016 as well, and it is great fun. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um. So, so basically, when they're on this military base, and they're they're basically being told that um, uh, they're going to use this uh, ancient uh, ancient device called the Ark, which allows them to travel to Mars like instantaneously. Now, when they were talking about this in that fashion, I thought to myself, God, you know, an ancient kind of like uh, pre-man technology that allows you to travel instantaneously to other planets. It's got to be the most fascinating looking and working thing imaginable. It's got to be beyond imagination, hasn't it? Yes, I was expecting something like um, Stargate SG-1. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of like yeah. I was expecting like you know where you've got like the there's like a thin like film that's like rippling effect and yes. then you can't quite see through it but it's all blurry on the inside. You just walk like through a it, shimmer. Then you get transported over to Mars. That's what I was yes. expecting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly what I had to my mind. And I think I imagine most people would have to mind. Instead, they walk into a room and what I can only describe as and we've all done one, so don't be, don't like you know, get all kind of like uppity about this and say, oh, that's that's disgusting. It's a fart under the water in your own bath, isn't it? <laughs> it's it's a few bubbles come out the floor and just goes. <laughs> and it it makes like a big big bubble thing. Yeah, and then you touch it. <laughs> and, and then it, it just like <laughs> sucks you into the bubble thing. You're like, and God, then... it stinks in here. <laughs> <laughs> and then it shoots you to Mars. Yeah. Yeah. And and I just thought to myself, fucking hell, imagine if you'd waited many years to see the arc. Like everyone's going, if if it's got a the in front of it, then it's gotta be good. Do you know what I mean? The rock, the arc. Like well, I mean gonna... it's, it's it's a bit of like technology that can transport you from Earth to Mars. In, we, don't know, we don't know quite how long, but we assume it's fairly. It's, it's pretty quick, isn't it? Like that is amazing. If they found that now on Earth, 
people would queue up to see it because it would Absolutely. be fascinating. Absolutely, yes, yes. You but, know, and, but, and lot, a lot of people in the world will get to see the arc because yeah. why would you be allowed to go see it? Yes, I mean, I mean, it, like you know, to, to to have all of that in your mind, to have these expect this sense of expectation and reality, and then to just be faced with. <laughs> you'd just be like fucking hell you know what you know what planetary travel can wait <laughs> it can <laughs> fucking it can wait uh, it, it, it was it was underwhelming to say the least my experience of the arc was a very underwhelming one step yes me too yeah me too i was not not excited by it no not at all it's a shame it's but a shame. um yeah uh, it's it had some it had some like horror bits because that the version I had seemed to be like the DVD cut, which had um, more scenes in it. So I must have had like a director's cut or something. Yes, you had, I'm looking at now, you had the unrated version. There um, we go. And you had the Netflix one. Yes, I did, which is the rated version. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a couple more scenes than you did. Yes. Which kind of threw out our half an hour. But my scene tried to add some more scares. Like there was a bit where the i think it was the the young fella who's terrified was, yes was walking along and a pipe like above him like an air conditioning pipe yeah breaks and uh flops down in front of him and there's steam coming out everywhere and he's he's shooting it and his mate's shooting at it yes. and everyone's like what's going on what's going on and, and then the steam just like, just like... <laughs> <laughs> and he's like no it's fine we're, we're okay we're okay <laughs> and it's like trying to build the suspense but not very good. Yeah, that, like you, I you see that it's a steam pipe break. Yeah, steam. Uh, like do, if do you... uh, the way it fell, kind of felt like it was trying to do the uh, you know an alien with the xenomorph's tail comes down. It like yes, links back up again. Yes, it felt like they were trying to pull that off, but yes, it just didn't work. No, not not at all. It, well, obviously, I didn't see this particular scene, but they're obviously they're obviously kind of like scenes which are trying to kind of build suspense or spook you out in the version that I watched as well, like in the standard version. And none of it worked, to be honest. No, I don't know what they're kind of going for. Are they going are they going for like a horror film, or are they going for like a sci fi thriller? Are they I, supposed to make you feel on edge? Yeah, I, I, I con- considering, like we said, this film opens with blood, guts, gore, violence. You imagine that that is the theme that's going to continue, but instead they start with such a high pace and then they pull it right back. Yeah, they start off with fucking limbs being cut off. Yeah, and, and then it's just, and then it's just, t- it's reined in to such a degree that it doesn't even feel like the opening to this film was this same film. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it might pick up again as we get into the film. Um, it's, I mean, it's fucking got to, hasn't it? It's got to, yeah. I've I've got here some of the version differences between yours and mine. And to be honest, all of the things they kept in the unrated version aren't particularly unrated. No, the only one was towards the end of my half an hour, I had a weird... So the there was woman. like this, this naked... There was like a naked woman. Right, and the, the young lad and the creepy sexist twat. Yes, walk while walking towards it, and the the the, the, the twat's getting all excited. Cause he's like, "Oh, oh, look! There's a naked woman just standing in these changing rooms or whatever room it was. Oh, look! Oh!" And he's like nudging his mate and getting all excited. Yes. Do you do you think she's just stood there for the fun of it, mate? Like, is that do you think she's just? You think she's just like, I'm just going to stand here naked. Is she in a locker room, by the way? Yeah, it's like, it looks like a locker room. Or is she missing an arm? Yes. Yes, she it's is. It's her, isn't a picture it? of her. No, I haven't, but it's the woman who lost her arm. Uh, of course it is. Yeah, it's her. Yeah. She's it like, all makes sense now. So then she turns around and starts trying to attack him, but I don't understand why she's naked. Um. Yeah, because she was definitely fully clothed when we saw her get her arm lobbed off with the door. Yeah. So this yeah. naked zombie woman attacks him and they kill it and then she falls on the floor and they get another another view of her and then it cuts. <laughs> and I was like, that didn't really add anything to to the film. Yeah, uh, th- this comes up as the first alternate version change. Portland and the kid finding Dr. Tolman in a locker room. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. 
it didn't add anything because it wasn't like she wasn't that zombied up to the point where you'd be like, fuck, what's happened to her? She just, just looks a bit deranged from the picture I can see, to be honest. A bit angry. Yeah, she's just she's not quite right, but she doesn't yeah. like it's not like in um Doom twenty sixteen you've got the grunts and normal Doom, you've got the grunts and they look all yeah. weird and Yes, yes. Not like that. It just looks like a human who's just not had enough food. <laughs> <laughs> just a malnourished woman. What are you doing here? Would you like a Kit Kat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's basically what it felt like. So, yeah, the the the, uh, the yeah the unrated cut doesn't really add much that I saw anyway. No, it, it, cer- certainly from what I'm looking at the list, like uh, kids shooting at steaming pipes, which is what you've mentioned. Uh, a briefing on a helicopter. What happens to Pinky's legs? Uh, an extended version of the. Oh, first did you person. not? Did you not get that bit? No. Oh, so Pinky is a guy. Is who he they the wheelchair meet. guy? Yeah. So when when they when they go through the the arc oh. and they land, they're like, "Oh, that was rough." You know, they're being sick and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then Pinky comes out, and he's like, he's a from the the waist up, and he's attached to like a wheelchair thing. L- literally attached, <laughs> like like instead of legs, he's got wheels. Yeah, they could definitely build in robot legs as well with the fucking technology they've got going on. Nah, mate. Um, nah, mate. Listen, if they can't fucking do any better than the Galax Man 2, he's lucky to have fucking wheels, in my opinion. You're right. Yeah, you're completely right. <laughs> so then he says, like, someone says, is, that, is it always that bad? And he goes, count yourself lucky all of you made here. And then I'm not really sure why, because I've got my mum, I don't know, we might have been chatting at the time or something, but then a pair of legs just appear and fall on the floor. Oh. So like it's like they've been transported after him, but like he got oh, cut. Oh, I see. No, it but didn't I really explain I don't that. Quite know why the legs suddenly appeared and fell on the floor. Yeah, because yeah, because it no, looked it like Pinky had been there for a while. Well, he's he's managed to have his legs fall off, and they've built him a fucking robot wheelchair. So I mean, it, I, I imagine that takes a certain amount of do Time. and also yeah. get him off like fucking life support and make sure he's alive after yeah, having exactly. your leg, legs fucking lobbed off. off yeah so by, by fart water <laughs> so yeah i don't really uh don't, don't really know why you saw that but you did yeah i mean it's one of those things that it probably didn't need to be explained i mean probably just having him with no legs in the wheelchair and them saying God, sorry about your legs. That's probably enough to for people to kind of understand that oh you know there's been an accident and now he's in a wheelchair yeah, that 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 do. I don't know why he needed to yeah. see the legs. Nah, not um, at all. Got no clue. But no yeah, clue. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's doom. I, I don't really know what else to say. No, I mean, so in terms of like the rest we saw. So the only other kind of like scene that I can really bring about, which which relates to what we have seen and relates to things we've already seen in the movie, is obviously we spoke about the scientist at the beginning that locks himself in the room and lob the woman's arm off. They have some movement whilst they're travelling down one of these corridors. Oh, And God. they all start shooting at it. They're all saying, oh, we've, you know, we've got a bogey. Everyone blast his fucking nose off. Do you know what I mean? And everyone's like, trying to kill it. And all you can see is a lab coat fucking flying about the place. And it's the bloke from the start holding the woman's arm that's been mm. lobbed off. And he's kind of going... And then he rips his own fucking ear off for no reason. Yeah, it's it's like he's gone insane. But the thing is, looking at the IMDb like summary, yes, space marines are sent to investigate strange events at a research facility on Mars, but find themselves at the mercy of genetically enhanced killing machines. Killing machines. Yeah. So they're not the hordes of hell. They're just genetically modified things that they've created. Yes. But if they were the hordes from hell and he went insane, I could understand that because that's just broken your, your like, I don't know, your mental sense because yeah, hell absolutely. and hell is something you know about. But he might, he's been a scientist, he might not have believed in it. But all of a sudden, if a hell spawn appeared, the whole philosophy of life has just changed because now you know hell exists for fact. Yes, exactly. This, this so that would make sense a, why he'd go like, insane. Yeah. This, this becomes more of a, a, a religious connotation rather than a, a, a purely grounded in science sci-fi film yeah but but it's, but it's instead not they, instead they make <laughs> but like, yeah. 
if they made these things and they went bad, yes, you can't be that surprised that you go insane. No, yes, yes, yes. I mean, there's, I, no, uh, there's no way. No, I mean, but basically, basically, I, I don't know. The, I feel the guy clearly had an unhinged streak in him from the start because I think it takes a particular human being to shut the door on someone when they know there's a fucking genetically mutated killing machine outside. Yeah, that, he was quite that, happy to like shut the door and wait for them to close while she's running, screaming to not yeah, close yeah, the door. It, exactly. And I mean, you know, I'm I'm thinking to myself, maybe he is just the type to be like psychologically adult because he's a fucking cock. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. <laughs> no, well, there's there's very little to say. the 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 only thing, like, I think, I think that kind of sums up what we've actually seen in the film and how we can discern it in terms of how it's similar to the game. I don't think it is very similar to the game, and at least not Doom One. This was kind of twinned around the time where Doom Three came out, and it, I think it, it certainly seems more similar to Doom Three. And so there is a bit more sense to be made in that. The one thing I've written down, and I think this is kind of where they got a bit muddled, is because, as we said at the beginning, it was a gore fest, and I think they were really thinking in their head, doom, classic doom. And they went full gore, intense, fast-paced, heavy metal, blood and guts everywhere, and they were thinking doom. And then I think the director thought to himself, I really like the film Alien. So let's have small, dark passageways and an elite team of Marines. Mm. And it fit like in those scenes where it's dark and it's they're trying to build suspense and there's tension. You don't know what's around the next corner. I felt they were just trying to play off Alien, to be honest. Yeah, it kind of felt more like that, didn't it? It did feel yeah, like, 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 like like squad based. You've got to stay alive. You don't know what's out there. There's something out there and it's going to kill you, but it's you know, you don't know where it is and what it's doing and what corner it's around. It, it felt like it was trying to be alien and the, the two don't go together. You know, have you played Doom 3? Uh, I don't think was I have, no. This came out at the same time, didn't it? So yeah, it did. Maybe it wasn't based off Doom 3. You assume it was based off Doom 1 and 2. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't make sense because Doom, you spawn in, you've got a pistol. Yes. And then it's about upgrading your weapons and just like the, the fucking cover art is one geezer stood up just shooting a, on a, a pile of a dead wave. Yeah. Like it's it's not a slowly creep around and avoid enemies game. It's a fucking yes. all out bloodbath. Destroy them all. Just just absolutely. Yeah, why, why would you take look at Doom and be like, right, we need to have yes. some scary corridors where pipes fall down yes yes doesn't make yeah. sense no it, it, yeah, i i feel like its biggest flaw is losing its identity away from what doom originally was and it tried to and it, and it tried to put its foot through the door of being a a, a more slow-paced psychological sci-fi based space thriller and it, it didn't work it doesn't work like People who are going to get invested in a Doom film are getting invested in a Doom film because they want to see a guy with a 10-foot fucking gun. I know you thought I was going to say (laughs) (laughs) A 10-foot gun blasting away fucking spawn from hell. That's all they want. I mean, that's that's all you need for a Doom film. You need all-out action, just relentless fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And... You, you, like I, as 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 you viewers hopefully know or do not know, we watch it for half an hour, and obviously that's not the full spectrum of the film. But you'd imagine in half an hour of a film which is meant to be action based blood and guts, you'd hope you see something more in half an hour. Let's be honest, you would, wouldn't you? And there's a there's a iconic part of this film which is towards the end, sadly, so we didn't get to see it. But Ooh. I know about it. Yes, and it's a first person mode, yeah. but. In the director's cut, I did get a quick, quick glimpse or whatever version I watched. I did get a quick glimpse of it. Is it any so, good? 
there's a bit where he so he sets up the cameras, doesn't he? You saw that bit. He get each yes. each one of the marines gets a camera put on, and it's like yes. the camera's bang in the middle of the chest, like it would be for um, original a, Doom. A yeah, like yeah. you know, and you've got the gun underneath it. Yes. So in this one quick clip that I saw, it was just that. It was a live okay. image okay. of the marine with his gun bang in the center of the screen. Yeah walking and it was only for a few seconds but it was enough to get a, a gist of what they were going to go with right and it looks terrible <laughs> <laughs> oh poor fuckers they 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 really tried to make a a kind of conscience like a conscious uh conscious creative effort there and in and instead it's just a piece of shit basically <laughs> i mean I would. I mean, I might go and watch that the first person scenes to make sure, like, to see if it actually looks any good or not. Yeah, but I'm assuming it won't work. Oh, Just, when you adapt a video game, take mm. take the ideas that makes the video game good. Yes, and do something with it, but you don't have to put in all the fucking stuff from the video game. Like, like no. I haven't seen the Assassin's Creed film, and neither have you. But imagine, no, if we have to watch, well, what's the actor in it? Uh, Michael uh, Fassbender. Fassbender, yeah. So imagine if we have to watch Michael Fassbender climb towers to look yeah. around the place and then dive into a haystack <laughs> every every like 25 minutes. Nah, I'll tell you what, if it's true to the game, it won't be that. It will be you in an office in somewhere in like middle of France talking to an executive about like, oh, our new syndicate program is coming along really well. And it's it's really interesting. You've just got to lie down in this chair and you you start to reveal aspects of the past. And it would just be fucking 40 minutes. Like we'll give ourselves an extra and then, 10 minutes. And then him, like, sneaking, nothing's happened. Sneaking around looking at emails and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, not like literally. If it's true to an Assassin's Creed game, the first like hour of an Assassin's Creed game is like, "Welcome to our Montreal branch, and we have this wonderful new initiative going." And there's there's Zoe from accounting. Hello, Zoe. You know, it, 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 <laughs> that is that is literally like Assassin's Creed games until you get two hours in, and then they're like, "You know what? You can run about Constantinople as much as you want." Yeah, yeah. So imagine if that was the case. It, it would, would be, be terrible. Bullshit. But we'll get to Assassin's Creed at some point. We will. That is on the list. That is on the list. So watch out for that one. That's coming. Um, right, right. So I say other, let's. Any other points on Doom? Nah, I, I don't. To be honest, mate, I think that I think that rinses it out. To be honest, um, it's I got a meta have... score of thirty. Thirty-four. Hmm. I can. I can imagine that though. I do have <laughs> some. I do have some interesting awards for Doom. If you would oh, like to, hear yeah, them. go for it. So it has had three nominations in total and zero wins. But what were the nominations? So for the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards 2006. (laughs) (laughs) It was a nominee for bloodiest beatdown and highest body count, and it lost both of them. And then then at the Razzie Awards, it was a nominee for worst actor for Dwayne Johnson. And luckily he didn't win it. Yeah, I don't think that's fair. No, I, um, I mean, just, I just mean, we didn't back. watch that, it long enough. What was that award? Biggest body count. Uh, there is bloodiest beat down and highest body count, and that's part of the Fangoria chain. Highest awards. body count. How can you be nominated for highest body count when it is fact of who has the highest body count? Do you see what I mean? Like, it's not like you can say best actor, worst actor, where you. Yeah, that's the point. It's, it is a you fact. Different it, decisions. It, it, I might it, think it, someone's a bad actor. You might think they're a good actor, and we have to kind of come to. Yeah, a, it's it's an not agreement. a comp- it's not a competition. One number's just bound to be bigger than the other one. You're totally right. So yes. how how can we nominate it? Uh, well, I, I I don't know by by a series of communication errors and a kind of abject, <laughs> abject human error and kind of countless bullshit. I imagine it's kind of a mixture of those three. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah, so well, it didn't, um, it didn't win. So it didn't didn't, win. didn't have the biggest number, basically. So, would you carry on watching the film? Um, I would for curiosity's sake, but uh, I, I think I think if in another quarter of an hour, say, not a huge amount was going on, much like you know the last twenty minutes we watched, then I'd probably turn it off. Yeah, I think exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we didn't say. Would you care about playing the Doom game? Oh, absolutely. That's 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 a given. I, I think I think we didn't say because it, it was just such an evident thing. Yeah, I'd carry on playing Doom, no doubt. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd carry on playing it as well. Absolutely. For sure. So, but so, a cool wall. Yeah. So, because obviously this is our first game to film. Yes. What we're going to do is we're still going to put the game in the list. Yeah. But we're then going to decide if the film is a cash grab or not. Okay. And on the side where it says if it's a cash grab or not, it will say film first. So we know that, right, yeah, so, you know, this, Assassin's Creed, Prince of Persia, whatever else, which was a fi- which was a game, then a film. Yeah. We're yeah. rating the film. Yes. Um, absolutely. But we're, but we're putting the game in the list of the games. Yes. Yeah. Just absolutely. Sure everyone's clear. Couldn't agree more, Mr. Steph. So, right, so just, just taking it on basis of the game, because obviously the the film can only come first and last because it's our first and probably not last, but our first film that we're doing. So yep. in terms of the game, I mean, already it in my eyes, it's above 10. So it's in the top 10. But where is it going? I mean, having a look over the cool wall, can you throw something out there which is going to give me any sort of hint? So in the top 10, we yep. have number 10, Street Fighter, the movie, number nine, Ghostbusters. Number eight, Goosebumps, uh, Attack of the Mutants. Number seven was Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Number six was Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Number five is Aladdin. Number four is Hercules. Number three is The Warriors. Number two is Alien Resurrection. Number one is Goldeneye. Yeah. We shouldn't even mention our worst cash grabs because we know we're not tempting with them, I don't we're think. We're not it's... going near there. Yeah. So, all right, I- I'm going to throw it out there. I-, I-, I would put it above Scott Pilgrim. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, oh, shit. I'm thinking above Hercules. Yeah, so am I. I'm thinking free. Yeah, take the Warriors spot. I think so. Because like Alien Resurrection was just the biggest surprise. Like that, that is, that was, that was so good. That was so, so good. Unbelievably good. That. So, so yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm calling it Doom Inferred. Which pushes yeah. Aladdin out of the top five. It's gone. Aladdin's gone. Aladdin's out of the top five. Fucking hell, fairly well. You've done well there, Aladdin. You've done well. Yeah. Not bad right. for a fucking stupid, fucking Arabian bloody thief. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, now we need to decide, is the film a cash grab? Steph, do you want the long or the short answer? I want the long answer. <sighs> right. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say short. <laughs> right. Long answer is, yeah, it's playing off an ancient gaming property. It's, it's trying to milk it as much as it can, but only off the name. It's not taking the, the decent qualities of what Doom was as a franchise and as a game. It's just taking the name and it's running with it and it's trying every little aspect possible to try and make this film, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a mind fuck is what it's trying to do. And I don't believe it's taken a huge amount of creative measure and it is trading off the name. Therefore, I can only call it a cash grab. I fully agree with you. It came out <laughs> beautiful. It came out, you know, just after um, Doom Three. Yeah, yeah. So they were like Doom Three Resurrection came out then as well. Yeah. For I'm not sure what that was. Resurrection of Evil. Oh, beautiful title. Yeah, solid title. So sounds like, like a, it sounds like a band you'd make when you were like 14, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> so like. They're riding the waves of that, you know, Doom 3. There was a big gap yeah. between between the Doom before that and then Doom 3. So, yeah, it was, probably, it was probably a big deal at the time that another Doom game was coming out. Yes, absolutely. So that comes out and then there's like, oh, Doom Resurrection, which probably brings out a load more mm. stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's an expansion pack and sequel to Doom 3. There so, you, you know, they're, they're riding that wave and then they release a film at the same time. In, in the... Uh... Uh, the unrated version of Doom that you're watching in the special, uh, in the oh, what do you call it? The uh, special features of the DVD release, they had a beginner's tips guide to Doom Free. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's it's a cash grab, pure and simple, like you say. So there you go. So Doom is our first film to go on our Cool Wall film list, and Doom the game has 
taken a top five spot just like that. Jesus Christ. Exciting times we're living in, Steph. Exciting times. It is indeed. It is indeed. So I reckon we call it there. That's another cash grab added to the list. So thank you so much for listening and watching. Uh, Please do like and subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications and all the usual stuff. And do check out our other playlists of our other podcasts, our cashing in series and our opening bid series. We'd really appreciate it. Most of all, we hope during this time of quarantine, you're taking care of yourself. And this has been a lovely little distraction for you from the day. So from me, Tom, and from my beautiful assistant, Steph, (laughs) (laughs) we wish you a wonderful day, a good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And we'll catch you next time. Take care. Bye.